Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. friends. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today on this Friday. Listen, of course, we got a special bonus episode in store for you. Get ready because we got a couple of these coming this spring. Today on the show, I get to talk with one of my very favorite worship leaders, Davey Flowers. Y'all, when we said in the AFD Week in Review that Davey was coming on the show, y'all got excited. I know. I love her too. Listen, if you don't know Davey already, consider this the day that you fall in love with her as well. She's a Dallas-based singer, songwriter, and worship leader. She serves as a resident artist at the Worship Initiative in Dallas, as well as a worship leader at Watermark Community Church, which we'll talk about. Her music reflects a story of healing and triumph in Jesus, and her passion is to connect broken and weary hearts with the power, presence, and love of God through her songs and worship leading. So Davey's first full-length debut album, I Was Loved. Y'all, I need you, you will hear me say it to Davey, I need you to know it makes me sob. It is so beautiful. Y'all are absolutely gonna love it. And she's in town, so we sat down and chatted this week. So you got a special bonus on a Friday. I cannot wait for y'all to get to know her. So here's my conversation with the dearest Davey Flowers. Davey, welcome to That Sounds Fun. Thanks for having me. I mean, what a treat. You're my best friend in my head that I've never really hung out with, so it's a moment. If you knew how much I felt the same way. (laughs) When people are like, so you and Davey friends, I'm like, such good friends. We've had three conversations, but it feels it. I feel like we've been on tour together, but we haven't. Yeah, I I I have genuine love for you. When I see you, I'm just like, I love you. So mutual. It is so mutual. I am so thankful. So you're in Nashville just randomly. Well, I mean, I'm here for a couple of days of yeah. having conversations and interviews, a couple of songwriting days. Yeah. Pretty packed, but anytime I get to come out here is just a joy and oh, a treat. Oh man, I'm so glad. I'm I, I mean, literally when your team talked to my team and they were like, she'll be there in days, we were like, we will make it work. <laughs> I mean, we were like, yes, let's go. I mean, I've been Thank wanting to you. have you on. Your album, I Was Loved, came out last summer, but dude, this album. Okay, we're going to go there, but we're going to first talk about Dallas and Nashville and life. Okay, great. But your album. I told you this when you walked in the door. How am I supposed to talk about this when it makes me sob? Oh my gosh, you've I can't believe you've actually listened to my record. Yes. Oh my gosh, are you kidding? Okay, we're just gonna go there. We're gonna talk about other things later. Okay. I'm gonna read you your own lyrics okay. from I Was Loved. Can I even do this? When all my days are counted, I can't look. Oh my gosh. 
Let it be known that it was only Jesus who made it all worth it. He made it all worth it. When all this is over, this is, I would tattoo this on my body. When all this is over, let it be known I had a better portion Mm. than this world affords. What are you doing writing that? (sighs) What is that? Tell me your story of how we got that song. It just messes me up, man. Yeah, this song is like very precious to me because it really is my testimony put to lyric and melody. Yeah. It's like if there was going to be any banner waved over my story at the end of my days. Wow. If there's any statement that's going to encapsulate who Jesus has been to me through the like what 13 years that I've walked with him. Yeah. It would be the heart of the song which is just like God's the 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 wild unfathomable persistent all-encompassing love of God has found its way to me in some deep valleys and it's found its way to me in the midst of a lot of trauma, a lot of brokenness. It found its way to me growing up in a very chaotic environment where there was just a a huge void of of, um, nurture and unconditional love and care and just, you know, there's just... This song has flowed out of my own story of of where God met me and where he found me uh, as this just like really, really broken kid and how the love of God has really shaped and formed my heart and shaped and formed my story and how I view the world and and how I how I live my life. And so it's like two things. It's like the banner of my life is like I have been loved. I cannot deny that no matter what angle I look at it, if even if I'm as I'm processing through all the hard, all the disappointments, all the failures, all the lack, everything that's been missing, all the imperfections. The one thing that I, the common thread that I cannot deny is that God has loved me lavishly in an extravagant amount of ways on so many different levels. So he's loved me well. And then just the sufficiency of Jesus. Like, it's like I decided when I was 13, 14 years old that I was going to be all in with Jesus. And that's come at a high cost. It's like, I've, I've made a lot of sacrifices because I truly believe that he's worthy. I did back then and I still do today. And it's like, even through all the years, you know, I'm 35 now and it's like, I can testify. I can raise my hand and say with full conviction that he is not disappointed, you know, and it's like he's been worth it, you know, and it's like who knows where or what my life would be outside of this this friendship with Jesus that I've built my whole life on for all these years. And what I can say is like, he truly has been sufficient for my joy. He's been sufficient for my peace. He's been sufficient for my satisfaction and for my delight. And so I wanted to invite the world into how I view who God is and who he's been to me. And it's just like, he's just an unrelenting, loving friend. And that is, it's just been the most beautiful foundation to be able to build my life on these past 13 years or so. As someone who's not married yet, you and I both are not married yet. And all of our friends listening have something they want that they don't have. Mm -hmm. Right. So for you to say, I am telling you, this is the path, looking back on the path, I would have chosen this. Mm -hmm. There are so many of our friends listening and some days me too, of I would never pick this. Mm -hmm. If I got to pick Here's what it would look like. When did that switch for you from I wouldn't have picked this to, oh, actually, for what I've gained, I would have picked this? Yeah. I mean, it's really been like the past few years. It's like once I got past the threshold of 30, yeah. it's like every, like pers- all the perspective opened up. Yeah. All, it's, like, it's like the angst just started to dial down. And yeah. he's something about 
crossing over 30 where you're just like, I probably am who I'm going to be at this point. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Um, And where you just like have the ability, you have you all of a sudden have eyes to see what is true. Whereas when I was in my 20s, it's just like everything is distorted and just a whirlwind trying to make sense of like what's actually going on here. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I remember specifically whenever I turned it was like 32 or 33. I was sitting at my piano in my room. I just it was on my birthday and I was like I want to sing a song from my heart to the Lord on this day and wow. I sang uh, I said I gave you my youth and Jesus you have not disappointed after all these years after all the life I've lived after all these tears you're still the one and uh just the 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 reality that like I guess I could find some things that are missing, you know, sure. like when I look back through my story. But as far as the well or the spring from which I have drawn, like my sense of validation and affirmation and acceptance and identity and purpose, it's all come from. Yeah, I love to kind of my banner passage from my life is in Ephesians 1 where it says that he predestined us to adoption before the foundation of the world. Mm. And it says to me that like before I was even a thought, God yeah. just decided eons ago that he was going to set his affections on me and that I was going to be his kid, you know, and that is, that is more firm a foundation than anything. That means that my friendship with God, that my, the ground that I'm standing on in him and with him, it's not attached to my performance. It's not attached to my success or failure. It's not attached to my merit. It's not attached to the fulfillment of any dreams on this side of eternity. It's just this eternal thing that has, that God decided way back then. And it's going to, it's going to transcend time and space. And that's like, when you really put that in perspective, it makes all the deferred hope that has made my heart sick in different season seasons. It makes it all worth it. Cause you're like in the, in this, in this, in this span of eternity and the the time that I'm going to spend with, with my father forever. It's like, this is, this life is it really is just like a drop in the bucket. It's a short part. It it is so short. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I'm moved by that because I think I think there was a season in my life where I switched. We're just really gonna talk about it. I'm like, we're just having coffee, right? Yeah, just you and me. There was a season where I had this realization of like, once I realized life wasn't going to be easy, mm-hmm. and even once you get what you want, you're gonna want something else, mm-hmm. then my perspective switched to oh, this is actually all really worth it Mm -hmm. because of who Jesus is for me. Mm -hmm. I would never trade the years I've had with me and Jesus Mm -hmm. and for for nothing at this Mm -hmm. point, for Mm -hmm. nothing. Mm -hmm. But I only knew that when I stopped expecting this life to be incredibly satisfying. Mm-hmm. Right? Have you, have you, yeah, it's like when you, yeah. yeah, it's like when you stop expecting this life to give you what it, it, it doesn't have the power to give. Yes. You know, even and the pressures like, off of everybody. Yeah. It's like <laughs> even the, the highest of, of, of joys, the, yeah. the highest of, of, um, experiences, many of which come from the father who gives every yes. good gift. Yes. You're just like, you know, you, you count them all up, you measure it all up, you know, and it's just like at the end of the day, they can't give life. No. There's there's just really only one source of life. There yes. really is one vine. Yes. Yes. You know? Um, yes. There really is one spring that yeah. or one well that actually holds water that can nourish and yes. sustain. Yes. And maybe this is part I'm reading David Platt's book right now about American Christianity. Mm-hmm. And so maybe this is part of the way I grew up and privileged I always had a place to sleep and always had food and you know that 
I think I disconnected the part where Jesus said it's going to be hard. Yeah. Ex- expect <laughs> difficulty. Expect it. Yeah. I disconnected that. And once I replugged that into my faith, then I went like, oh, I should be grateful for every bit of this mm-hmm. because I'm not promised any of the good. Mm-hmm. And what I'm actually promised is the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and trouble. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I feel like what you wrote all through this album over and over, I mean, I am telling you, when I tell you I sob, I mean, over and over, what you've written in this album is Jesus is satisfying mm-hmm. in a world that will never satisfy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I could have written that. I'm 42. I don't know that I could have written that at 35. Mm. And so it just says a lot. Did you grow up in Dallas? Is your whole story in Texas? In Texas, yes. I grew up in Houston. Okay. But I moved to Dallas about three years ago. Oh, you're so fresh to Dallas. Yeah. Okay. You've been in Houston the whole time. No, I've been nope. some of everywhere. Okay. Like literally all space. over the world. Yeah. <laughs> chasing, chasing, chasing Jesus and what I felt he was dreaming up for me. It's like, really? oh yeah. It's like I went to I went to college to DBU for like three semesters, dropped out, did foreign missions for two years and that had me all over the world. Yeah. Then I went to Bible college in Kansas City, and then I worked at a church in Mississippi for oh, six like years. Oh, like IHOP, Kansas City? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and wow. Then, and then I went, uh, was on staff at a church in Mississippi for six years, and then I moved to Dallas. So okay. I've just been all over the place. Yeah, when you lived around the world, where were you with YWAM, or who were you I with? I was with, it's an organization called Adventures and Missions. Oh, yeah, girl. AIM. Oh, AIM. Yeah. Come on, World Race. Yeah. Right? Isn't that World Race, That's people? World Race, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're kind great. Of, they're awesome. I mean, it's yeah. kind of like obviously, it's there's been a lot of growth, so it's evolved some since I was yeah, yes, there. Yes, but, yes, um, yes. This is not our stamp of approval of all the things. This is no, just no. What they're you awesome. Did. Yeah, they're but, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so mm-hmm. you've lived all over the place. Yeah, girl. And then why Dallas? So, Instead of here, if you're jealous of us here, why Dallas? Well, I'm more so. Let me be clear. I'm more so jealous of just like the beauty. <laughs> you know, I don't know that I love Nashville culture itself. I'm just like, I'm a, like a slower paced type of person. Uh-huh. I like just like small community, yeah. small. I'm just like, so I think I might get lost in the whirlwind of Nashville uh-huh. as far as culture of what I, I don't know much about it, but from what I assume the culture is like here. But I moved to Dallas because um, I'm really good friends with Shane Bernard, yeah. Shane and Beth Bernard. Shane yeah. and I met years ago. We met in Kansas City at IHOP. Yeah. And we had close mutual friends. And you know you when you meet people and it's just like right away there's like a kinship where you're just like, we we have yes. you're thinking how I'm thinking. You yes. know, like you you treasure Jesus the way that I yeah. treasure him. You wanna see him exalted and you wanna you wanna see him experienced that the way that I wanna see him experienced. Yeah. And our hearts kind of speak the same language. So he's one of those relationships that was like clearly established by the Lord way back then, probably in like two thousand ten. And we yeah. fell out of touch. And we, ha- we didn't talk in, in years. And then he came, him and Shane Everett came to the church that I was on staff at in Mississippi and did oh, a concert wow. in like oh. 2015 maybe. And that's when we sort of reconnected. And then they started bringing me out to Dallas to do yeah. stuff with them, yeah. whether that be like leading at a linger conference or yeah. leading worship with them at their church, my now church watermark. Yeah. So that's what kind of started the conversation of like, hey, maybe it might make sense at some point for me to live here and yeah. for us to build in ministry together. Yeah. And so I initially moved to Dallas to join Watermark staff. Yeah. And then about a year or so into that time, the the Shanes grew their ministry, the worship initiative into a label. And so they just came to me with an opportunity of like, hey, we've been building, we've been doing life and building and building in ministry for years now. And it made a lot of sense for me to kind of jump on as the first artist to be signed. And so that's how I ended up in Dallas. And it's just been, it's been awesome. I mean, were you already writing songs back at IHOP days and in Mississippi? And have you been writing all along? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. But this is your first full-length album? I Am Loved is your first full-length album? Yeah, this is my first full-length record. I've put out random stuff throughout yeah. the years. I did an EP in 2019. Yeah. But really, it's been the the past uh, year and a half that I've been, like, endeavoring to be, like, do, like, the full-time singer-songwriter yeah. thing. Because previous to now, I've just been, like, plugging away at my local church and just, right. and, and really content in that, to be honest. Like, yes. I never really aspired to, like, be an artist in the sense that, what I'm doing right now it's just it's just like the story that God has been writing all around me that I kind of just fell into you know and so I'm just kind of like along for the ride at this point to be (laughs) honest you know I'm like I'm just trying to be real faithful like one step at a time as God opens doors and as God establishes relationships and as God reveals his heart and his purposes for my gifts and my story and what I have to contribute to this big kingdom thing that he's doing on the earth you know yeah I Um, tell people a lot that after my first book I feel like my first book this one true but after my first book I feel like I got strapped to the front of a train and I was just like well here we go like it just is a very much like I'm not in control anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) of any of this all right we all know the way our hair or skin look can sway our mood and impact our day if one of them feels off it just feels like the day is starting off on the wrong foot I've never found beauty products that really fit my personal hair goals but ever since I switched to a custom hair and skin routine with pros I've noticed so many benefits healthier shinier hair and healthier skin too With pros, personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. For example, my custom shampoo and conditioner, which I love, they formulate to make my hair more manageable, shiny, hydrated. It's amazing, y'all. They truly deliver. Pros is better for the planet, too. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback, adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life, the city that I'm living in. It is amazing, you guys. Pros is so confident that they'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order. You guys, 5-0. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash that sounds fun. So you get your free consultation and then you get 50% off at pros.com slash that sounds fun. This is the season to try pros if you have not tried them before. Pros.com slash that sounds fun. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash that sounds fun. When you talk about serving your local church, when people ask me about writing books or traveling and speaking or even doing this, interviewing and podcasting, I often tell them, man, for years I taught high school Sunday school and nobody knew my name. And you did the same. Like there's something about, and I still believe that serving locally is the only way you actually serve globally Mm -hmm. in a successful long-term way. Mm -hmm. Because there are people listening that want to be musicians like you and want to be like Beth and want to be like Shane and Shane, and they're serving in their local church. What's the merit and what's the reason for staying focused in your local church versus running hard after a public thing? Mm -hmm. I think what I, what the Lord really established in my heart through the years that I served on, on staff at a church. It was two churches back to back. First, it was... And always city, worship? Always worship. Okay. But heavy emphasis on discipleship, uh. raising up and developing singers, vocalists. Wow. There was always a, a very pastoral element. So I never felt like... In either church, I never felt like just the music girl, like show up yeah. and do. It was like during the week, I'm having to have like pastoral meetings and like really care for people and really shepherd people and like yeah. really like come alongside and support and like do whatever I can to give people the tools to live full lives of devotion to Jesus, you yeah. know. And um, I think those years did bring a lot of perspective where you just realize that like God's just after people, you know, yeah. it's like. 
I don't know what it is about us that we like tend to glamorize certain environments and certain contexts and certain platforms and certain like we create all these categories and all of these compartments. And it's just like God is just after people. Yeah. Like it's like he's after the people in the small middle middle of nowhere towns who are just your salt of the earth, just like real simple folks living their life, loving their families, loving their neighbors. Like God is just after pursuing people. And it's like I think throughout those years where I got to just like be in a sense, like nameless and faceless and kind of hidden. Yeah. I think the Lord deepened my just affection for his people and my desire to like live on mission and to yeah. like it's like. I think I, whenever I entered into local church ministry, I, I did have a um, perspective of my ministry of just like being the music girl. Yeah. And whenever they threw me in a position where they're like, no, you have to have a certain amount of pastoral meetings a week. And you have to actually, <laughs> you have to go, you have to, uh, you know, you have to make hospital calls and go like oh, pray wow. with people who are losing loved ones and yes. like that kind of stuff. Like the, 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 the hard, the real yes. stuff, like the stuff where like all the rubber meets the road and you're like, yep are the things that we believe actually true. Yes. Are they true? Yes. You know? And so I think those years allowed me to kind of die to that. It allowed that dream of like being the person or being yeah. elevated in any way. It just, it just, it made a mockery of that, you know, because yes. you, you realize this is where Jesus is at. Yeah. You know, he's like, yeah. when you read the Gospels, this is probably where Jesus would have been. You know, he's yeah. like, he's moving into the heart. He's like, he gets down in the dirt. He's just yes. he enters into people's stories and enters yes. into people's lives. And so for me, it's like at this point in my life, I'm just like, God, put me where you want me. Yeah. Plant me where you want to plant me, because I believe that wherever you plant me, like you give me whatever it is that I need to like be able to bloom. It's like I can bloom wow. wherever you plant me. If it's you doing if it's you writing the story and yeah. it's you doing the work then I'm just like an instrument. So put me where you want me. So it's like, if you want to put me in the middle of nowhere in Mississippi on staff at a church for six years, plant me there and I'll stay until I, until I, I I think you're leading me to go somewhere else. You know, if you want to put me on a, put me on on a platform at if gathering, like just help me be faithful to care for people, to serve people, to be on mission, to, to embody the love and the heart of Jesus, um, yeah. not just in the songs that I sing on the platform, but in the way that I interact and just enter into life and story with people. And, yeah. and like Paul talks about in Philippians, just like allowing my life and my resources and my my everything to simply just be a means for the advancement of the gospel. Like mm-hmm. it really is just that simple. Yes. Um, I don't have a less cheesy phrase than this, but one of my prayer partners, like one of the people that I like go to to pray things through with me and me for her. The other day she said she's working through something like this of what's public life look like for her family. And she said, I just know that the doors God opens, no one can close. Yeah. And the doors God closes, no one can open. Mm-hmm. And I thought, why do I not lean on that more? That is like... Where's the balance, maybe, I'm asking you as my friend, where's the balance of like, ask, seek, knock, and don't quit knocking and knowing that a door is closed, Mm -hmm, right? Like, mm -hmm. that's what I'm wrestling with, not for me today, but in just like, oh, yeah, both are from God. Yeah. You can't open a door, he's closed. But also he says, be the persistent widow in prayer. Yeah. I think it's really just like the posture from which we're asking, Uh, right? When it talks about God gives us the desires of our heart, you know, we've all heard that yeah. quoted sometimes out of context but what i often. think it's often <laughs> yeah but what i think it's like yeah god gives us the, the desires of our heart when they're aligned with his yeah. when they're aligned with his yeah. will and aligned with his word and so yeah. it's like it's the both and of like 
being like fervent and fierce and, and praying hard prayers. I'm like all about like, I'm going to pray for miracles. Dude, I'm going to ask, too. I'm going to, I'm going to pray big, big, big prayers, yeah. but always checking like the, just the motivation and the posture of my heart. It's like, yeah. do I actually, when I break it down and, and, I'm, and I'm actually honest with myself, am I asking for whatever it is I'm asking for? Because I really truly desire to see God glorified to the uttermost. Is that, yeah. is that my, is that what's motivating me to ask for? Is it just, so for me, it's just like taking stock and try, as much as I can trying to get a, trying to discern like why, why I'm asking and just always kind of just being oh, aware, wow, you know, baby, yeah. um, and make sure that my, like my heart's contentment is truly rooted in the reality of who God is, yeah. who I know him to be, his character, his attributes, yeah. who he has been throughout history yes. uh, for all the people that have trusted in him throughout right, history. Right. Um, I mean, so tell me what your personal prayer life is like. What is your personal devotional life like? Because you can't write songs like The Place Where I Belong. Mm-hmm. Excuse you is what I have to say to you. Excuse you for writing that song that makes me cry. When I hear that, I think you've got to have this devotional life with God. You've got to have a devotional life with God. Yeah. What does it look like? I mean, I wish I could say that my devotional life is like always on point. You know, I wish I, I mean, could be who? like, no one's seven for seven. I wish I could say like me and Jesus are just like always locked in. Like it's 4 I'm just, I'm like living, breathing, walking <laughs> communion, you know, at all times. Right. Um, so it really does just kind of ebb and flow yeah. with the seasons and yeah. kind of what's happening. But obviously there's always going to be an element of like consistently reading God's word and not just yeah. reading it to retain information or knowledge, but like pursuing encounter with God, yeah. you know? So sometimes in some seasons it looks like study with yeah. like, let me pull out all the commentaries and let me, you know, let me pull out the Charles Spurgeon commentaries yeah. and the, all this. And and then some seasons it's just like slow lingering meditation where it's just like I'm just going to linger on one attribute of God I'm going to linger on a phrase I'm going to linger on just one verse and I'm going to just spend you know an hour just like asking God uh, inviting God to come and speak to me personally through this Um, is that in the mornings are you a morning person for that yeah yeah I mean I'm not a morning person and it is a discipline (laughs) truly because like I I it just takes me a bit to yeah. like to really like wake up, yeah. like my for my soul to wake up. But I really do like it's it's a game changer to like yeah. set the tone yeah. for my day and just yeah. like kind of start the day in communion with the Lord. That kind of trickles down into yes. and it just it just heightens my sensitivity to the Lord's voice throughout the day, all day. Long, and it, yeah, it. it just heightens my awareness of His presence, and that's yes. just always a prayer that I'm all I'm just I find myself praying that prayer prayer almost daily. I'm yeah. just like God, I just want to be really tuned into Your heart. Yeah. I want to. I want to have like just a a really keen awareness of like what you're doing, what you're saying. Like I don't yeah. want to I don't want to make my plans and go my own way. I want to yeah. like I want to live in an abiding friendship with you. Yes. Um and I want that to kind of flow out into yeah. every conversation, every effort of my heart. Like let it let it spring from this ongoing conversation yeah. um between the father's heart and mine. Yes. Yeah. Uh, when you're out on tour, you're out on the kingdom tour last year. Mm-hmm. You tour Shane and Shane a lot. Mm-hmm. I see you at events all the time. We're in conferences or whatever. How do you keep a home and not home rhythm? How do you keep a not home rhythm that keeps you connected to God? When Because for me, I have like my chair and my, you know, yeah. and so I've had to work on my not home rhythm. What is yours like? Any, it's really hard to be it's honest. So hard. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind Hotel of hotel rooms don't have good quiet time chairs. <laughs> no, or like tour buses. Tour buses. It's just like I'm sorry, guys. I'm just gonna take monopolize this corner yeah. of the bus because I just need it, you know. Or yep. 
Uh, so a, a huge game changer for me has been making a plan. Yeah. Especially when I was on the road. It was like I spent I like labored over this plan. I spent like a month before going out crafting like, hey, oh, this wow. is what I'm going to be studying. This is what I'm going to be memorizing. This these these are the you know, th- this is kind of what I want the rhythm to look like. And then not only did I make a plan that was that kind of like touched all parts of, of my life of devotion. Yeah. So like prayer, worship, reading the word, journaling, listening, all of that. Wow. Um, you and wrote then, your own devotional. Yeah, no, it was just a plan. That's amazing, yeah. and, and then And then I like shared that and submitted that to my community group and was like, hey, here's what I want to do. Wow. And I'm going to just lay it out and I want you guys to ask me about it. And there's just like, there's just an established like level of accountability where yeah. my folks are like, hey, you said you're going to do this or you said you're reading that. What's the Lord teaching you? Or, you know, so I just hedged myself in. Yeah, that's the thing. Is this, and it, the plan doesn't have to be super convoluted and complicated. It just has to be consistent, you yes. know. Yes. And so, because even over the course of tour, it's like I realize, okay, this is too much. This is a little ambitious. Uh, and the Lord's like, "You're so precious. I love that you want to. I Thank love you for that trying you, to memorize Hebrews. Yeah, while you're on tour. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I'm so extra sometimes, <laughs> you know. Um, and so it did kind of get dialed back some, but because I came in with a pretty a pretty intense plan. Yeah. I think I, I, I think I did a pretty good job in terms of like, just like every day having a touch point with the Lord. Um, that is such good wisdom because for our friends who are teaching school and they got to deal with spring break or summer versus school or mm-hmm. our friends who are stay at home parents or, you know, there's so many of us that have shifts in life for a season to go like, I know this is coming. So here's the plan I'm going to go ahead and write and submitting it to other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that accountability. Listen, anything I hold myself accountable to by myself. That's not a thing. <laughs> it's not a thing. Like whatsoever. We, we no. are not accountable to ourselves. That's no. not a thing. No, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I've said this on stages a couple of times, but I don't bring Oreos into my house unless my mentor knows. <laughs> right? Because I know there is no accountability if you're only accountable to yourself. Facts. And so I, I, it doesn't mean Oreos are bad. It just means I need to know what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Yeah. And someone else needs to know too. Yeah. Because it's the start of something else if I start keeping secrets in my life. Yeah. You know? Y'all, I recently placed a Thrive Market order for my place in New York so that I'd have all the essentials stocked in the pantry and refrigerator when I'm there. And I want you to hear what I saved as a Thrive member. Okay, I got protein shakes, creamer, chips, soaps, and some other things, you know, all the necessary things. I spent $70 and saved $33.39. Y'all, that is so much money. It's seriously so easy. It also shipped right to my door. Plus, I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods, and they have an online filtering system that allows you to sort based on what you're looking for. So if you're hunting for gluten-free options or dairy-free snacks, you can curate your own shopping experience really easily. They always have a deals page, too, that you can look through as well. Oh, I love it. And when you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. You join, they give. It's awesome. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Just go to thrivemarket.com slash that sounds fun and get 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash that sounds fun. Thrivemarket.com slash that sounds fun. So, okay, memorization. Do you memorize a lot of scripture? Is that part of the gig? I do. Uh, it's a weird, strange thing, the way that God wired my brain. And I didn't, I just discovered it really within the past like couple years. Yeah. Where I'm able to remember a lot. Really? The, but the thing is, 
it's weird because I have a bad memory in terms of just like life stuff. Right. I forget people's names. I forget things people said to me just this morning. But for whatever reason, whenever I go to memorize scripture, there's just a lot of grace in it. And so I've for the past few years, I'll I'll endeavor to do like whole chapters of like I did all of Romans eight a few months ago. Yeah. And it took me like a few months of just like I had a plan. I had a rhythm. And again, I also had like my community group was in on it. It's like, yeah. hey, let me let me, you know, I'm, I'm memorizing Romans 8 and every, you know, every other week I'll just share with you guys what I've yeah. memorized. Yeah. And turning that into prayer, you know, yeah. when I'm memorizing something, I'm not just like in a rote way trying to download information. I'm trying yes. to commune with God. Yes. And so yes. I'm like turning those truths into prayer mm. and like finding appropriate moments to like apply those truths in my daily life. Yes. I freaking love it. I like highly recommend 10 out of 10. I spoke at a conference years ago, and the woman before me, her whole session was her just quoting Thessalonians. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is a thing Mm -hmm. where people are like, I mean, I I grew up in church, so I knew about memorization, but she was alive in it. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I thought, yeah, "Yeah, why am I getting up and saying anything that I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Why am I not getting up and just saying scripture? Yeah, I like so much better. I have this life motto that I'm like, especially as a creative, as someone who's like, produces resources for equipping and encouragement. I'm always like the only words I know for sure that God endorses are his own. Yes. It's like that's always going to be a best bet. Yes, yes. And so if I get it downloaded, you know, I know for sure I'm going to have something to say worth saying. Yes. You know, and yeah. Do you know we have a new podcast this year called Let's Read the Gospels where I'm literally reading three chapters a day. No, that's and cool. And so people can, and it's like 20 minutes. People can listen every day. We finish it in 30 days and we do it 12 times this year. Wow. So they're listening to February right now, but we're recording March. And the same thing happens when I, because I'm reading the exact same thing for the third time. We've read it in three different versions, mm-hmm. but I'm reading it again. And it's, and I'm having these moments where I sat at dinner last night with friends. We were talking about Jesus and talking about heaven. And I was like, well, there's this one part in the gospels. And and it's not because I'm doing deep study. It's because I'm in it every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so there's just it's something about you. going back mm-hmm. over and over the same thing. So someone wants to start memorizing scripture. Where do you, where would you tell them to start? Uh, I would, not all of Romans 8. N- well, I mean, hey. Maybe. Romans 8 is a party. You be you. Because it just encompasses like pretty much the full gospel. The whole gospel's in that one. Yeah. But I I think I, um, one one of the early ones that I started with was Ephesians 1 because it's all about Christian identity. It's all about all of the benefits and the blessings that come with being brought into a relationship with the Father because of the work, the finished work of Jesus, the sufficient work of Jesus. And so, and I think it's pretty, the rhythm of Ephesians 1 makes it a little bit easier. Okay, so you're memorizing we'll start with Ephesians 1 I like that you didn't say start with John 3.16 you went oh I'm, I still want you to do a chapter well I, I mean to do it's not that long of a ch- it's not that yeah. long yeah and if we do a verse a week yeah do you'll a be verse done a- in a couple of months it's like figure out a pace that works for you yeah there's no template yeah there's no like there's no perfect model yeah. besides to just like do it just keep and then doing fig- it. figure it out by doing it yeah you know right. don't let the intimidation that's right of it stop you from starting somewhere right and, yeah. and i think it, i think that is what it feels like it feels like well if i'm not going to memorize the bible where do i start mm-hmm. i know these little and so i think that's such a good encouragement to like think about a chapter think about ephesians one as a great place to start or if you're reading the gospels pick a gospel chapter and go go for it yeah. when you're writing how often are songs pulled from Okay, I read this this morning and I've been thinking about. Does that happen a lot? 
Yeah, for sure. I think I'm typically writing out of what I'm reading at the time. But there are like, it depends if I'm like writing for a specific, specifically, or for example, I'm writing for my record, my next record right now. Yeah. And I I have like a pretty hedged in just kind of overall theme of what I'm. And so I'm trying right now, I'm kind of like in study mode of pulling specific passages. Yes. And it's just like writing a book. You're just singing it instead of saying it. Yeah. Yeah. So I just literally will just like open up just like a normal Bible study. Just open it up, see what the Lord says, see what stands out, see what's highlighted. And God's so faithful and he's awesome. Awesome. It's like something always, there's always something, you know, Dude, the Holy Spirit is always book, speaking. Every story matters. Everything yeah. that happens, I'm like, oh, that probably matters. <laughs> he, yeah. He's he's Wild. just, he's just always speaking if we're, if we're listening. If we're listening. Yeah. Um, are you doing if this year? I am going to be oh, Don't you love if? I do. It's so special. I, You know what I loved? This is me being selfish. Those couple of years where it was all streamed and it was just us in a room mm. and y'all just leading worship over there and us just sitting over here and there was only 40 people there. I loved it. I did not love that. I'm not going to lie. Oh, tell me why. You're talking about during COVID? Yes. <laughs> well, because so when sweet. you're leading worship, you kind of like... You're feeding Fair. off of what's happening in the room. You know, it's like you're trying and to discern. there was 20 of us. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm the type of worship leader. It's like, I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of just like working the plan. I'm yeah. like, what's the fresh new thing that God's yeah. trying to say and do in this unique moment in yes. this, with these unique people. Yes. And so just like leading in front of a camera, obviously God is moving and like, sure. you know, encouraging and stirring hearts behind the screen. But it's just like, it, it, it was pretty tough. It'll be better this year when there's an arena full. People in the room. Of, yeah. Yeah. And we're doing it at my home church, which is going to be fun. Yes. I mean, Watermark, I, I cannot say better things about Watermark. I just love how they encourage artists and the way they serve Jesus and that they're hosting things like this. I just love it. That's so fun. Yeah, it's their Everybody gift. will get to be there. And you'll get to just be on your home stage that you know. And I'll get to sleep in my bed and That's not a hotel. And it. I live three minutes from Watermark, so I'm going to literally <laughs> roll out of bed and show up. Right. And it's, I get to serve with people that I serve with every week as far yeah. as like production yeah. on the production side. And it just feels like a little bit of a family affair yeah you know, so I'm I love excited. That. Yeah. are you going back out on tour soon no I don't have any oh, plans to go out on tour I don't think okay. so. yeah I mean, I'm I always haven't... traveling but I'm I don't have any like specific tours yeah mm-hmm. like doing conferences is that mm-hmm. what you mean you always show? yeah I do so many random things I yeah. was just thinking about this the other day like this the opportunities that the Lord puts in front of me I'm like this is just very random yes and then you get there and you're like okay I'll see what you did there okay so talk to me about this when and then when an ask comes in what's your process because we have like a Jesus-y process you have a Jesus-y process yeah do you have a Jesus I mean you have to have a Jesus-y process I mean, to be like yeah it's not I mean it's as deep as prayer yeah I mean, it's not even like a long prayer. It's yeah. just like, let me just sit with that for a second. Yes. I mean, that's the number one. And then there are like all these other factors that like totally. you're like, there are things that make it worth your time. I'm yes. doing quotey fingers. Yes. And there are things where you're like, when you when you put it in the Tetris of all the other things you have going on, it doesn't make sense. They're yeah. like the logistical side. Yes. But mostly it's just like, Lord, is this something you have? Is yeah. this, uh, Ours is kind of the opposite where there's a couple of filters it has to go through. Mm. And if it doesn't go through those filters, then I am not the person God has for them. Mm-hmm. And so then I, I think so often... People want you or I to be there when there is someone in their community that is better, mm, mm. <laughs> that is true. better than you or me. And so mm-hmm. once they get through a couple of filters of like, I'm available then, that's you know, that feels good and right, blah, blah, blah. And then is when I go, what does my gut say? Mm. What's the Holy Spirit? And and every time it's a yes, when I get there, I have the moment you just talked about of like, oh, this is why this was a yes. Yeah. If it's it, Sometimes it is one conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, the Lord flew me out here mm-hmm. for this, for me and for the other person. Mm-hmm. But man, have you ever done the no's when they should have been no's? You said yes. When and it you get there and no. you go, oh, yeah. I ain't the person. F- for sure. Oh, me too. 
<laughs> and, and because he's kind, yes. he always is moving and doing yes. something. Yes. But yeah, that's happened multiple times. Oh my sure. gosh, where I go like, I knew this was not right for me. <laughs> And here I am missing a surprise. I mean, I missed a wedding, I, like a surprise wedding. And I knew before that the Lord had been like, that's a no. And I've been like, but I need to go. Yeah. And I was like, he just, he will tell us. Yeah, he will. He just always will tell us. Yeah. I'm so thankful. Okay. What do we not talk about that we need to make sure we cover? I don't know. What's girl. in your heart? What do we not say? What's in my heart? If we, if we had time today, where are we going to go eat? What are you and I having to eat? What are we gonna eat? Are you a taco person? I just—it's weird for me to think about food when I just ate because oh. I'm like stuffed. What'd y'all just have? We had Mo's. Okay, great. I That's mean, a, I, yeah, Mexican food forever and always for me. I mean, yeah, but I'm like I'm obsessed with Asian food, like literally Japanese food, Korean food, Vietnamese food. Thai, like it's like if I have my preference, I can just eat uh, just Asian food every go day. Around oh all yeah, ramen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there was a there ramen. was a season of time where like literally a couple months where I ate ramen like. Five times a week. Uh huh. We used to do Noodle Monday, where yeah. we went to the farmers market and we were like, "It's Noodle Monday, everybody! Let's go eat noodles." Yeah. And we went and had ramen, made it when it bowl and roll. Yeah. At the National Farmers Market. I just love. I love, I love like like foreign and like diverse like flavor yeah. profiles. Yeah. And my least favorite food is like American. I'm just like <laughs> hot dogs and burgers. I'm like that's whack. Like, Listen, we don't fried we don't cheese. talk bad about hot dogs here on this show, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> Ma'am, we respect what is due. It's respect. And hot dogs need not be disrespected on this pod. They're probably going to be eating hot dogs in hell. I know. <laughs> You're like, Annie, I hate to tell you. The actual food of hell is hot I hope that's not true. I will miss them with, with deep passion. But fried cheese? You're out on fried cheese? It's just so basic. Like, why are, why are Americans so basic and boring? It's also Italian. Oh, well, we that's true. We also get mozzarella sticks. Not Italian, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Italian. So, okay, but you're thinking like fried cheese balls. I'm thinking like a like a Sonic mozzarella stick. Okay, yeah, that's not the real deal. That's not what you're going to get at Olive Garden. That's not the level up that you're going to get at Olive Garden. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, okay, so we would go find Asian food somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Okay, great. For sure. I'm glad to know because in future, that's what we need to do. Yeah, if we if we were to leave here and go lunch today, yeah. we would go to Korean food okay. and we would spend most of our time you telling me your story because I don't uh, really know much about you. That's right. what I would want to do today. Right. Yeah. We will do that. Soon. Okay. Okay. Great. I would have love your to people. Do that too. I'll have my people call your people. <laughs> I mean, the other option is maybe we could do phone numbers later. <laughs> when we're not not live on the pod, but I think we have them. We'll check. Okay. Um, okay. Is there anything else I want to make sure to ask you? I mean, will you just come back when your album comes out again, or anytime? I mean, anytime you want to have me, I'm okay. here. I love it. I'm Thank here. you. Yeah. I love Shane and Shane so much. I'm so glad you're with them. They're the best. When we talk about, and I think Beth Bernard, well, you know. You we, know she's we my were, bestie. You know oh, we're like inseparable. Uh, yeah, You I know we're obsessed it. with each other. I watched it. When we were in Colorado. Valley, yes. <laughs> it's a problem. I love. No, she's amazing. I love her so much. She was <laughs> such a gift on the show. But what I see in their lives is what I hope is true of you and me. And when we've done this for 25, 30 years, is that that we are still faithful to Jesus. Yes. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I will watch Shane and Shane. I'll watch Phil Wickham. I'll watch some of these guys that, and and women like a Beth Moore or Jenny who are like long obedience mm-hmm. in the same direction. Mm-hmm. That is who I want to be. Mm-hmm. So same girl. I'm also probably going to eat mozzarella sticks sometimes, but <laughs> I'll keep it in the hot dogs for <laughs> sure before, before we get separated from them for eternity. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. The last question we always ask Davey is because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Tell me what sounds fun to you. Ooh, what sounds fun? 
Okay, so there's this um, Sarah Gross. Do you know Sarah Gross? Uh-huh. She's my all-time favorite songwriter yes. of all time. She has this song. She has a line that goes, And I wish all the people I love the most could gather in one house and know each other and love each other well. That is the dream of my heart. It's yeah. like I I just have so many people that I love so deeply that have had yeah. such a profound impact on just shaping and forming my heart and my love for Jesus. And they're just spread really all across the world. And so what sounds fun to me that one of the main reasons I'm excited about if I ever get married one day, Uh I'm just like, I just want everybody in a room. I just want you guys to know and love each other. I want us, I want you to experience Jesus in this person the way that I experienced Jesus in this person. So that sounds real fun to me. That's how my birthday parties. I'm like, if we've met, you're welcome. Yeah. You are welcome to come because I want (laughs) everyone to meet everyone. I feel the, do you, how do you feel about the Enneagram? Love it. Okay. Can you guess my number? Um, I was going to ask if you're a seven. Are you a seven? I do get mistyped as a seven. Yeah. Are you a three then? I No, I'm not a three. A four? I'm a four. Sweetness. Can you, okay. You what is four? that? What do you mean you're sweetness? Your, your tender heart. <laughs> I have a heart of steel. No, I, I am a <laughs> fragile soul. It, it get, it's, I confuse people because I am like I do. I like I have strong opinions. I have an outer personality. I'm yeah. real demonstrative and passionate. Yeah. But I cry. I'm, I'm just like, I cry a lot. I'm very yeah. governed by my emotions. I'm yeah. very prone to feel like an alien from outer space that nobody yes. understands. Yes. I have a fundamental desperation for belonging. And, <laughs> and also on the other side of that, I don't want to be like anybody else on the planet. Right, right. Don't say I'm like you, but tell me I can be We're with you. We're just confused. Yeah, it's great. You know, seven. I identify as a seven. Sevens and fours looked a lot at like the same as kids. We really? both had too many, too many feelings for our bodies. Okay. And sevens run from them and fours swim in them. Okay. Is what I think. Things that happens as you grow up, and that's that interesting. So sense. you and I are—it it explains a lot to me about us naturally like magnetizing because that's what we did in Colorado too. Yeah. I was like, oh, I want to be where Davy and Beth are, Aww. wherever they are. I want to be, and part of that is probably this that we're both like, you have a lot of feelings. Me too. I have so many feelings, <laughs> and I'm I'm learning not to run from them. So let me swim in them too. Yeah, girl. Okay, your what sounds fun sounds really fun. I'll be there. Yeah, you're invited. Thank you. I'm coming. <laughs> um, thanks for doing this. I love you. I love being your friend. Oh my gosh, please be my so friend. This for is your such work. an it's honor, done, man. It's yeah. done. Oh, you guys, don't you love her? I know, I know. Okay, be sure to stream her album, I Was Loved, just constantly this weekend. Wherever you love to listen to music, open it up, stream this album, prepare yourselves. A couple of these songs are really going to get you right in the old ticker. I'm telling you, you have been warned. And make sure you follow Davey on social media. Tell her thanks so much for being on the show today. So, okay, we heard what sounds fun to Davey, and you know what that means. Now we get to hear what sounds fun to one of our friends who's listening just like you. All right, Heather, you know how this goes. Because the show is called That Sounds Fun, tell me what sounds fun to you. Hi, I'm Heather, and I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. <gasps> Neighbors. Sounds, yeah, I, well, I just moved to Nashville in August. so Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Welcome to town. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. What sounds fun to you? Um, So all of my friends kind of live all over the United States. So if I could have, like, all of us together at, like, a big condo or house or something <sighs> yes. for a long weekend and just play games and catch up, that would be a lot of fun. Yes. Are you a board games person? Yes, very much so. Okay, top two board games that everybody should have at their house. Uh, Ticket to Ride. Yes. 100%. Any of the Ticket to Ride games. And then um, any card game. Like, I really like card games as well. Are there a lot of Tickets to Ride? Yeah, there's at least 10 of them, I think. I have six of them. What? You have six of them, Heather? That's amazing. Wait, so... So is it like Monopoly where there's like different versions of it? Or is there different yeah, places? Yeah, so different areas of the world. So it's yes. like Switzerland, Africa, uh, Europe, um, United States, all those different Which ones. is your very favorite? 
Uh, Switzerland, probably, because I got to go there last year. And so to have a game that I kind of recognize the area is really fun. That is a brilliant answer. I'm going to go look up Ticket to Ride Switzerland on Amazon today. Great yes. answer. That's so fun. Oh, that's a good answer. Okay, if y'all need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That's how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. And today, what sounds fun to me, in honor of our podcast producer, Johnny, what sounds fun to me today is seeing the Philadelphia Eagles win the Super Bowl on Sunday. Go Birds. Y'all have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday with Noah and Allie Shanaki. Y'all are going to love them. Okay, y'all have a great weekend. Go Birds. Go Chiefs. We'll see y'all then. Hold up. 